This week, I talk about a Hamilton murder mystery legend from the North End and 13 celebrities who now believe ghosts are real. Uh, The first subject has to do with a place that is near and dear to my own heart. Now, unfortunately, we um, don't do the ghost walks there anymore. It was a decision by the museum who run the place, and we respect that. However, uh, I do miss it. It was one of those places that you could almost guarantee something was going to happen, and that's rare in in our business, especially in Canada. Now, Canada is a country with a little tiny baby history. We are just basically an infant when you compare us to the rest of the world. Not a huge amount of history, unless you count, of course, native history, which is not um, recorded. So uh, only some depictions come from that. But uh, And also it's very spread out. So you do not have a lot of um, reminders of that past. Now, if you go to Europe, for example, and the history that they have, um, the Tower of London, for example, is a place that still exists with a ton of darker history darker history leading to stronger ghost stories so it is not easy to find places in Canada that have a deep energy such as this place where you could almost guarantee things are going to happen as you go into a place to do a a tour or a hunt and we were always amazed by the location so it's in Hamilton it's in the north end It's on Stewart Street. It's called the Custom House. If you guys are interested in visiting it, you can. I'm not sure if they're open currently. You can look it up, but it is the museum known as the Workers' Arts and Heritage Center. They are a museum dedicated to blue-collared workers, which what better city than Hamilton, being the steel city, to have such a museum. So it is definitely worth a visit, if not to see the wonderful displays, but also to experience the history of the building. And yes, I mean, if you have to use the washroom, you can even go down into the basement. Uh, Not too far into the basement. You need to get a a, a good feel for it. You can feel its energy while you're standing in that area in front of the washroom. And it is also a location of the basement where the dumbwaiter used to be, which will, it's now an elevator. This will factor into a story I will tell in a little bit. So we used to do a tour there. Ignore that. We used to do a tour there, and it was one of my favorites. Some of the stories were a bit over the top. I will uh, mention that. I wasn't a huge fan of some of the experiences that were conveyed to us. However, we told them anyway, you know, making sure people were clear. These were, you know, legends related to legends or stories that were shared through a friend of a friend. And some of it was very over the top. Although the ones I'm going to feature now, pretty straightforward, could happen. But uh, some of them were very over the top. And I I never denied it. I mean, this was a building that had some strange energy. I personally heard voices in the building when there was nobody in there. Uh, Clearly heard them. I thought they were actual workers. And as well, um, have had experiences in there where... Uh, the door has locked on its own, trying to lock me out, which was kind of a weird night. And um, 
with the seances we ran in there seeing possession. So very high energy. And the tour that we did, we did a tour. We also did the hunt in the building, which is an amateur ghost hunt, uh, where we let people kind of wander and use tools. Probably not going to see that too often in the future nowadays, but back then it was a lot of fun. And we got to basically explore the entire building, and it was wonderful. We went from the main lobby to the second floor to the attic, the attic a wonderful space, and then down into the basement through the added stairs um, that went from the attic to the basement. Uh, The attic was an original floor. They added in after a fire in the early 1900s and then had to put in this uh, added stairwell to get people up there. You couldn't just have the elevator. So we traversed the entire building into areas that weren't even open to the public, which included the basement stairs room and the old vault So if you've been on the Custom House Tour, that was just a bit of a trip down memory lane. Um, Yeah, so I really enjoyed doing that tour, and I'll never forget it. And unfortunately, it's not being done now, but I'm holding on hope that the future that we'll be able to bring it down. The script is ready to go. We're happy to have our ghost guides come in and do it again. So maybe one day I'll get my fingers and toes crossed, and I ask you wonderful listeners to do the exact same thing and maybe we'll make it happen so for this story for this murder mystery i'm gonna go on the second floor let's start on the second floor of the building now the second floor is very modernized it was uh, office space i assume it is still today and when you come up from the main staircase you would go through a fire door that is always closed and at the end of the hall on the right is the elevator and on either side there are two rented spaces that belong to external businesses that would rent it out so not really much to behold in the way of ghosts we kind of just use it as a pass-through a couple experiences up there i mean you had uh, the sounds of a little kid running back and forth what they say matched the uh, when the building was a school and they said this was one of the kids from then. And you have this other story. Now, this one's kind of different because it does connect to something that remains a mystery to this day. And it all starts with a couple of painters. So they were doing renovations in the building. This is going back over 20 years ago. And these painters were upstairs painting the hallway. Now, they were at the wall that was closest to the fire door. And they were rolling the paint through, and one of the painters noticed something. Now, he stops his buddy from rolling, and what he can see is that the paint is moving in a way. Uh, What they described it as is almost as an invisible finger was trying to write something. Now, I don't know how you would react if you were in this situation. That's a good question. How would you react if you were in this situation and you saw that happening? Well, how one of the painters reacted, uh, he freaked out. He takes the roller, quickly rolls over the paint, making sure that uh, whatever whatever's writing into it can be stopped, but it can't be stopped. It starts writing again. He tries to paint over again. doesn't happen. So finally, you just got to give up. You just got to accept your fate. You are about to see something ghostly occur and just stand back and wait as the invisible finger writes something in the wet paint 
and it writes it out M U R D E R and then just below a small handprint appears. So the word is murder. If I went a little too quick there, uh, the word is murder. And why would the word murder come into the wall? So this is the most important part of the story because it isn't just that paint. Um, and I don't know if this is related to the story, which I don't think it is because I think this other experience or this other finding in the building dates back prior to the story of the painters, as far as we can tell. So on the first floor of the building, there is this, what seems to be almost like a storage cold room, or maybe it was a jail cell back in the day. I mean, a custom house would probably need a jail cell. And inside this space on the wall, uh, we were able to find it. We didn't find it right away. It was years after we started doing the tour, but someone had scratched into the into the wall itself the word murder so it isn't just up on the second floor it's also in that cell we knew the painter's story before we found the word scratched into the old cell so you got two occurrences that are kind of connected in a way and it's all coming back to this interesting mystery now the legend states that back in the time that it was a custom house this is going back, I believe, the mid-1800s, that they used to hold dinners inside the building. This was most likely for uh, visiting diplomats. So they had a kitchen in the basement. This is uh, to keep it away from the main area. Uh, the basement is completely made of stone, so I guess if you had a fire, it would be easier to control. Uh, whatever the reason is, the basement is where the kitchen was. So the servants would have to prepare these amazing dinners for these diplomats. Obviously, everything had to be perfect, so there's already stress on top of that. And what they would do is they would walk the trays over to the dumbwaiter. Now, you don't want to be taking trays of this perfectly prepared food up the stairs because, you know, it could be dropped and you would ruin an entire meal. So the dumbwaiter was there for a good reason. Now, if you don't know what that is, you haven't watched enough horror movies. Uh, the Haunting of Hill House had one of them, which was factored into a very terrifying scene uh, with the son in the basement. Uh, I still remember that one. Uh, so basically, it's like a small, tiny little elevator that you would use to transport stuff between the floors. And where they have the elevator today in the, in the Workers' Arts Center is where the dumbwaiter used to be. So they already had this roughed out passageway that was perfect for an elevator so they used it so it is said that one of the servant girls uh ladies was walking from the kitchen in, which is across from the vault so that's that room and walking up to the dumbwaiter and she opened up the door and realized that the tray on the inside of the dumbwaiter was not there so this is fine. I mean, this happens. There's probably up on the first floor. So she peeks her head in very quickly and sees it's up on the second. That doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, they didn't really transport stuff to the second very often. But, you know, it's no big deal. So she puts the tray aside and she grabs the lever and the pulleys and tries to pull the thing down. But it's not moving. It's almost like it's jammed. So she needs to figure this out. I mean, people are waiting for their food. 
So she uh, peeks her head in again, trying to look very closely up into the darkness to see if there's anything jamming the pulleys. And this was a big mistake because what she didn't know is that it wasn't jammed. What she didn't know is that there was a mysterious man on the second floor. Now I say mysterious because we don't know who he was. He, they say that she, he was holding the lever so that he couldn't pull it down and looking through the small slit between the dumbwaiter tray and the tray itself to just see the shadow of the servant girl's head peeking in one final time. And when she did, he cut the rope. Now you might be thinking, oh, you know, it's a, a wooden dumbwaiter tray. It's not going to fall that quick. Well, it wasn't wood. It was cast iron. And cast iron is made to last, but as well, it is extremely heavy. So when you cut the rope, it is a fast, hard fall into that basement. And they say the servant girl couldn't get her head out in time, and it decapitated her. Now, uh, the discovery of this horrific scene would be enough to make someone scream. So the legend does state that when they found the body, uh, the headless body, that uh, some of the other servant ladies screamed and that they drew in the attention of everybody on the first floor to come down into the basement. So what we have here, basically, if it was planned out, which I assume it was, if any of it's true, is the perfect murder. Because he was on the second floor and they were in the basement So when the screams come from the basement, everybody then now moves down there. So what can this mysterious murderer do? Simply walk out the front door. Walk down maybe the grand staircase. Look around, make sure there's nobody there. And walk out the front door. So for this reason, he was never caught. And if, you know, the legends stating that this man or woman, I guess it could have been a woman as well, existed, that... Because they were never caught, the spirit never really got to relax, to rest. And for that reason, it says she writes murder in the wall or scratches it into the cell so people will never forget what happened to her. It may be a hopes that one day her murderer will be caught, which, I mean, at this point, is not going to happen. But the murderer is most likely, unless they are a immortal vampire... <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching Midnight Mass. Uh, they are uh, they are probably dead. I'm just gonna I'll, you know what I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna uh, they are dead. I can confidently say that. So so we have a murder mystery that never got solved. I hope that is not a disappointment for you guys. But the story itself still holds on well, and we haven't been in the building for approximately oh geez um, has to be eight nine years now. Uh, and I assume that that murder is still scratched into the wall of the cell, but I have no idea if it's if they repainted that hallway since. I'm sure they have. I guess she's decided and doesn't want to dirty up her hands. Moving right along. Now I have a uh, article here in front of me that uh, intrigued me, and it's actually from this year, which is wonderful. I always find that some of my paranormal articles are a little bit old. Not this one. This one is recent. And it is 13 celebrities who have had a paranormal experience. I'm going to go through it. Now, I'm not too up on most of the most recent 
actors and actresses. So um, if I don't recognize it, I'll do a quick search. If not, I might just skip it. Um, but if you want to read this article, it is uh, called 13 of the Most Wild Celebrity Supernatural Experiences. And it is from a site called twofab.com, T-O-O-F-A-B.com. You can go read the ones I missed. It might be celebrities that you know who they are, even though I do not. And uh, you might find it interesting, even though I will not. So, but the first one, everybody knows. Number 13 is Keanu Reeves. I personally love him. I know some people he's uh, hit or miss, but I am also a huge fan of Nicolas Cage, which is also hit and miss. So <laughs> I don't know if that says something. But uh, Keanu Reeves, a very nice guy from what I've seen in all those YouTube videos, you know, giving up his seat on the subway for a pregnant woman. Yeah, gotta love that guy. Um, and he's had a ghost experience. Now, I don't doubt this for a second. I mean, he's the type of guy that maybe wouldn't share it. I don't know. He's a very quiet fella. Uh, but it says Keanu Reeves once shared that when his family moved from Australia to New York City, uh, when he was a child, this is going right back, he had a strange experience in their new home. Uh, quote, I'm probably like six, seven years old. We come from Australia. Renata, our nanny, uh, in the, is in the bedroom and my sister is asleep. Uh, she's sitting over there. I'm hanging out. And there was a doorway and all of a sudden this jacket comes waving through the doorway. This empty jacket. There's no body. There's no legs. It's just there. And then it disappears. I was like a little kid and I thought, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> no kidding. And I looked over at the nanny and she was like making a terrified face. And I'm like, oh, wow. So that was real. I actually shared this story on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Interesting experience. I, I don't know. I don't know if I would expect this from Keanu Reeves. Uh, I think him as a you know, a, a very sincere person. So uh, if he's telling a story, this uh, if I heard this story from anybody else, I might be like, nah, I don't know. But for him to say it, unless as a kid he remembers it differently than what had happened or maybe it was a joke that was played on him by his family and then the nanny just did a terrified face or they were pranking the nanny, I don't know. But yeah, no, an empty jacket coming through, that's, a, that's different, very different. Number 12, uh, Kesha. Yes, listeners, I do know who Kesha is. A singer, by the way. Kesha says she's seen ghosts before and even once got intimate with one. Oh, geez. I don't know where this is going. Although she didn't recognize the ghost who was in her home, she says it was a positive experience. I did go... Okay, uh, uh, just a quick warning. <laughs> this gets a little weird. A uh, quote from Kesha, not from Daniel. From Kesha, I did go to the bone zone with a ghost. <laughs> I don't know his name. He was in my house. He just started caressing me. It was a sexy time. It wasn't like sex, she said on uh, Conan. <laughs> Another night uh, talk show. I, I don't believe this one for a second. I'm sorry if you are a huge fan of Kesha. Uh, I do not believe this. Uh, just off, I mean, right, the quote, which was Kesha, not me, <laughs> the bone zone, uh, is that it uh, you know, tells me that it's just a joke, that she's probably just doing this, get attention on the show, and I will hold to that. I don't believe it. Number 11, Emma Stone. 
Have have you guys seen Cruella yet? Wonderful, wonderful movie. If you haven't seen it, it's on Disney Plus. Uh, finally, and uh, normally I'm not into like uh, you know kids shows and spinoffs like that, but very well done. She's a great actress. Uh, she says that uh, says that she believes that she's often visited by her late grandfather, who leaves her uh, quarters in her pockets. Even though she never had a chance to meet him, she says she knows it's him. Quote, there's a long family history with quarters. My grandfather leaves quarters, and it's just amazing. It's absolutely him. It's not a logical thing. It's magical, Emma said on uh, David Letterman one evening. Emma Stone doesn't seem like the type. I kind of see her in the same vein as Keanu Reeves. I don't think she would be out for attention. She's already pretty famous as it is, unless this was before she was famous, which I don't think so, if she was on David Letterman. Uh, But to have the spirits affect the material by leaving quarters in her pocket, that's different. I'm not sure I would, again, just like the Keanu Reeves one, I'm not sure I would believe it if it, if it was coming from a source I wasn't familiar with. But then again, you know, you never know. I mean, actors and actresses are very good at acting. So, you know, this could, again, could just be uh, her trying to get, it's like, um, you know, how you see those fake CCTV camera ghost experiences? It's kind of like that, right? Um, just using it to get attention so that they can sell... Uh, whatever movie or show that they're selling in the moment, which I don't know uh, which one this is. Actually, there's a link here. Let me just quickly open that. I'm curious to see when it was. Emma Stone rocks sheer black blouse. Blah, blah, blah. No, it doesn't say the date. So it's her on... Uh, could not be loaded, so I'm assuming it's older. <laughs> it doesn't say the date, so I don't know. Emma Stone quarters number 10 i have no idea who this uh taylor momsen i'm gonna look at the picture here singer i have no idea who this is skip number nine megan fox i know who that is actress uh transformers other stuff Megan Fox admits to experiencing supernatural things and in 2014 had a strange experience while staying at a hotel in Mexico. Quote, I believe in everything. Not a good start. I was just in Mexico at my hotel and it was a bedroom, living room. I was just in Mexico at my hotel and it was a bedroom, living room, bedroom. I don't know what that means. I had uh, pre-ordered breakfast for 7.30 and at 7 a.m., I hear them come in with the table. I hear them pouring the coffee. So she's in the bedroom listening to this happening in the living room. I get it. I hear them pouring the coffee. And 30 minutes later at 7.30, I went in there. No table, no coffee, no food, no nothing, no one there. Doorbell rings. I open the door and it's room service with my food. Brandy the nanny comes out later and says, Why did room service come at 7? We told them to come at 7.30. So you can't tell me I'm crazy because two people heard it, Megan told MTV. I don't know, this one has a ring of legitimacy to it. Uh, Mexico is a very historic place. I can see a historic hotel in Mexico having some uh, ghostly happenings. So for sure, 
I mean, I can believe that. Uh, not normally with Megan Fox, I'm not sure if I would accept it as somebody who strikes me as if they might do things to get attention for whatever they're selling. Uh, that Emma Stone and Keanu Reeves don't strike me as that, even though I'm not 100% sure with their experience. But this one, not from the best source, but the experience is subtle enough to have that real ring to it. So I can I can totally believe it. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yes to Megan Fox. Uh, number eight, Jessica Alba. Another actress, um, Sin City, I know her from... Uh, other movies that are not coming back to me in the moment, <laughs> but, uh, you know, very good actress. Uh, Jessica Alba had a terrifying paranormal experience when she was a child, uh, led her to her parents getting their home blessed and burning sage around the property. Now, if you don't know, uh, you burn sage. This is an old, I believe, native technique. They say the smoke from sage does clear negative uh, spiritual energy. Quote, I had no idea what it was. I felt this pressure and I couldn't get up. I couldn't scream. I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything. Something definitely took the covers off me and I definitely couldn't get off the bed. And then once I did, I screamed and ran to my parents' room. And I don't think I spent many nights in the house ever again. Okay, so she was a child in this. Uh, And there was definitely something in my parents' old house. I don't know what it was. I can't really explain it. She told this to the Sydney, Australia Morning Herald. Now, this I do recognize as potentially not ghostly, depending what you believe, but this sounds like sleep paralysis. I am very familiar with it. I used to have it when I was younger, and I couldn't tell you 100% whether it was ghostly or not. My one experience with it was kind of ghostly. Other times it was... Um, just more just like a terrifying situation and even um, not recently but maybe about a year or two ago I, I had been experiencing it again and I've, I've learned since not to freak out uh, that you just gotta relax you're not actually trapped in your body and that once you relax you'll come back but the more you struggle the harder it is to relax the longer it will last so for those experiencing it right now you're not sure what's going on take note of that You just need to tell yourself. I know it's hard in the moment. It'll take some practice. But just tell yourself in your head while you're in it. Just say, just relax. Just relax. Just relax. Just relax. And then it will pass on its own. Get used to that. But uh, yeah, no. uh, Jessica Alba's experience does sound like sleep paralysis to me. But who knows? Number seven. Share. Singer, once married to Sonny Bono. Cher has experience with ghosts and believes she's actually been visited by her late husband, Sonny, who passed away in 1998. I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that he died in a skiing accident, I think. You can look that up. Quote, I love ghosts. That's refreshing. I actually think that Sonny makes a light go on. I have a beautiful chandelier that he makes the light go on when it is impossible. There is no power on. I love ghosts. I prefer ghosts to some people. <laughs> That's Okay, I, you know what? Uh, surprisingly, I have not heard that term before. I've heard about dogs. People prefer dogs to people. I understand that. <laughs> I never heard somebody say that about ghosts. That uh, 
That tickles me. Uh, this is Cher said. She said it in a Reddit Q and A. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, interesting. I guess um, I don't know how in love they were when he died. If I, I I think they were having issues, but I don't remember the gossip. Um, and everybody knows I love celebrity gossip, so <laughs> I, I don't remember. But uh, yeah, no, I mean it's not a over the top experience. So I mean very possible. And I, you know, if it makes her happy, and she says she loves ghosts, so why not be her ex, Sonny? Number six, Kristen Stewart. I, li- I like Kristen Stewart. I mean, that's strange coming from a guy, or maybe it's not strange if I, I also like Nicolas Cage. And uh, who was the other one? I forget. Um, but uh, I'm a fan. She's a good actress. She has a real um, um, kind of intensity about her that I find intriguing. So she says uh, here that... Um, she often finds herself communicating with ghosts, even if she didn't want to. She explained that she usually encounters them while she's staying in a small town while filming a movie, but sometimes she wishes they would leave her alone. Quote, I talk to them, but if I'm in a weird small town making a movie and I'm in a strange apartment, I will literally be like, no, please, I can't deal. Anyone else? It cannot be me meaning uh, go haunt anyone else. Uh, Who knows what ghosts are, she says. But there is an energy that I'm really sensitive to, she told Vanity Fair. That's uh, interesting. Now, she's definitely on the skeptical side, and I say this for a reason. Um, The most popular types of skeptics that I've heard about are the ones that don't believe because of science. And then on the other end... The ones who don't believe because they're scared of it. And definitely Kristen Stewart is one of the ones that don't believe because they are um, because they are scared of it. So for that reason, I would um, state that, I mean, it's not really an experience. But I guess being in small towns, there's a lot of history there. Maybe they're, the ghosts are just as excited to see her <laughs> as I would be if I uh, was, was in the small town. So maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, but this isn't really an experience, so I don't know. Okay, there's uh, four more here that I'm, um, I've actually run out of time on the podcast this week, so I'm going to leave those. I'm going to finish them up on next week's podcast, so hopefully you're enjoying that. But uh, I got to check out this afternoon. It's a very busy time of year. I, uh, it's Halloween coming up. I don't know if you knew that. But I'm uh, very excited, and I've been uh, leading tours. I'm going to be leading tours for the rest of the month. Uh, if you want to come see me, I, there's space on Thursday night, which is the 14th, tomorrow. And I'm doing the Dark History Tour in Hamilton, so we got space on there. And I will be in Niagara on the weekend. I'll be in, uh, sorry, I'll be on Niagara on Friday, downtown on the weekend, and all throughout the month. So come out, see me. Say hello. Say say you listen to the podcast. That will uh, stroke my ego. But that's it, everyone. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk with you next week.